Hello and welcome Behind the Marquee, the podcast where we talk about everything that's going inside and outside the world of art house and independent cinema, as specifically at the Michigan and State Theater and coming up the Cinetopia Film Festival. Uh, I'm uh, My name is Nick. I'm the Programming and Media Coordinator for the Michigan and State Theater. I'm joined by two guests who also work at the Michigan and State. Please tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Nadim Persagoshamas, and I'm one of the general managers of the State Theater. Hi, my name is Mackenzie Peacock. I'm the conference manager of the Art House Convergence. Thank you both for being back. How Thank you, you for having how us. How are you both feeling right now? I apologize in advance. It is allergy season oh, here yeah. in beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan. And so <laughs> I apologize in advance for my like sniffing and sneezing and coughing that I'm sure you'll hear. That you'll have to edit out later. <laughs> I've somehow <laughs> escaped that so far. Yeah, I, I've been feeling okay. I, I've uh, I had a little bit of a cold a couple of weeks ago, and the allergies have kind of hitting me. But I've been all right. I've been all right. There's been there's been worse. But how do you feel about Cinetopia coming up? Do you both uh, you you both were in the programming team here. We were. Yeah, I'm really excited. We had our big uh, schedule launch party last Tuesday mm-hmm. at the Ann Arbor Distillery. Um, and that kind of made it real for me uh, when there's actually yeah. when I'm talking to people saying, hey, this is a film I'm really excited about. And you can see it in a month and at these times in these theaters. Like, that's yeah. really exciting to actually have it be out there in the world mm-hmm. and have other people mm-hmm. be able to look through these films after it's been so many meetings of just yeah. us, you know, going through hundreds and hundreds of titles to get yeah. it down to this. Yeah. Uh, so it's exciting now that it's. Actually, about to happen in the month. Yeah, it is very, very exciting. And before we really get into the nitty gritty of it here, I have to remind you that you can visit the Cinetopia website, cinetopiafestival.org. The entire lineup, the entire schedule is there on the website. So as we're talking about these movies, jump on the website and uh, you can use that as a reference as we get into some of the films that we're most excited about. I'm very excited just because, uh, especially now that we're finally, this is our first podcast doing since we've announced the lineup, since until then, since January, where we've been like trying our best to keep things a secret and not really announce anything that isn't that isn't confirmed. And we've kind of like, we've, we've mentioned a few films that we really enjoyed, but we were never really able to say like, this is going to be at the festival. You will be able to see this movie that we're talking about or that we're hinting about. Yeah, it's been a lot of like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. Like we might be playing this movie at Cinetopia, <laughs> but yeah, now it's actually real. But our audience is too clever for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there is a lot in Cinetopia this year. I think that we have more films than we've ever had in Cinetopia before. I um, think that's right. In part, we, we are, we're with the, or, uh, the Jewish film, the Ann Arbor Jewish Film Festival is part of the Cinetopia this year. And they have 10 films on top of more films that we've ever booked uh, on our own. So, And then with the U of M Symposium uh, for Nancy Savoka honoring her this year, we have something about like 70 films that you can see. That's incredible. In uh, in the festival this year. There's a lot. Which is, you know, it's always a good and bad thing because I'm sure there's so many good films out there Mm. that we're always going to get that complaint of someone being like, I didn't get to see that movie. Right, right. Has anyone run down the list and seen like how many movies one person could physically see? In one oh, yeah, space like of that. the festival, yeah, I think yeah, we did that last year. I and mean, it was something like forty. And we have, something. I mean, I know for a fact there's two um, members and donors who 
go i mean they usually see like mid 30s yeah. regularly mm-hmm. um eric and inez do that yeah so shout out to eric and inez shout out to eric and inez they're great <laughs> so i wonder yeah it'd be fun to challenge them to see challenge yeah. everyone listening how many films we should do a competition yeah <laughs> we we th- i think there's a it's going to be easier to see more films this year in part because we're at the imagine theater in royal oak uh we have five of their theaters yeah and when you look at the schedule when you hit the second weekend in in uh in May, or the, the, the weekend of, you know, uh, let's see, the 17th through the 19th, you, it's just packed with films. That's so exciting. You, and can, I always, you can really go for it this year. That's I would amazing. encourage everyone to, especially if you have a pass, to just pick a venue for a day and yeah. challenge yourself. Like, go see all three movies that are playing at Cinema Detroit on Friday, and then go mm-hmm. see three movies in Imagine on Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. go check out all the different other venues. Because, yeah, you can come see movies at the Michigan and State. Yeah. But, I mean, we're also all over southeastern Michigan, mm-hmm. and there's certain films that you're only going to be able to see in certain venues. So mm-hmm. it's exciting. And I was at the Imagine Theater for the Freep Film Festival uh, this past weekend. It is a very great venue. I was, yeah. I was, I'm thrilled I'm thrilled that we're there this year. It and, is, It's beautiful. Yeah, and they're locally owned, too. Yeah. Right? It's not mm-hmm. like you're... I mean, we don't. We can have a whole episode of me bashing like Landmark and AMC <laughs> if you want. That's not what Imagine is. And Ro- downtown Royal Oak is beautiful. The parking is great. Yeah, it's uh, which is I think is the most important. Yeah. Shouts out to Royal Oak Parking. Yeah. Thank goodness for them. Ann Arbor can learn a thing or two from their civic structure. There's also a church that they that's free that you can never. They never check. Anyways. That's oh, the really? <laughs> so wow. The inside scoop. It's really, it's really not that far from the main drag. Secrets that's where I park when I go to the, the art theater. And uh, uh, for the listener, you're probably going to hear us shuffling through papers throughout this because we have our schedules in front of us, which you can find on the website, but we just have them here for our reference. But that's, what, that, 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 that's what you're going to hear throughout this entire episode, probably. So uh, and I, I, I should mention the other venues. We're also going to be, you know, the Michigan State in Ann Arbor, the Angel Hall uh, in, in Ann Arbor. And then when we get into... Uh, uh, into Detroit and Metro Detroit. We're at Cinema Detroit. As I said, imagine there's a screening at the Arab American National Museum. In Dearborn. In Dearborn. And I'm not missing one, am I? Nope, I'm not missing one. Sorry if I if I if I did, but nope, that that is that's where we're gonna be this year. So uh, let's get into the, uh, the let's get into it. Uh, before you know it is our opening night film. Um, and we're going to have Hannah Pearl Utt and Jen Tulloch in attendance for this uh, for this screening. Uh, Hannah Pearl Utt is the writer, director, co-star of the film, and Jen is co-star and co-writer. Uh, this is a film that played at Sundance. It is a very beautiful, sweet movie. The film co-stars Mandy Patinkin, yes. who we're all really excited about. Shout out to Mandy. <laughs> and then uh, Alec Baldwin uh, has a presence in the film as well. And Judith Light as well. From and Judith Light, of course. The American Stage and <laughs> Transparent, but and The American who's Stage. Who's the Boss, I believe, that she was in? She was in Who's the Boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in Judith, Who's the Boss, I believe. Uh, Very classic, timely reference. (laughs) And this is a film, it is about uh, two sisters played by our guests who run the small theater in New York and through dramatic circumstances, they find out that the mother, that their mother, who they thought has long been dead, is actually alive and she is a famous soap opera star. Just like out of a telenovela. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you know this is it's a movie about family it's about connection it's about grief it's about coming of age and when i say coming of age i mean 
uh, I don't mean that we 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 designate that those storylines to teenagers, but this is about really coming of age, no matter how old you are. It is about being comfortable with your age and you know taking. There's always that next step forward in your life, and that's this is what that movie is about. And um, for me too, as someone who's would identify as a massive Mandy Patinkin fan, this yeah. is probably one of my favorite roles I've seen. He's him very in sweet. Recent, he's very sweet. Yeah. He has this wonderful monologue that I'm really excited to mm-hmm. talk about with people because it just made me smile and broke my heart and it's mm-hmm. everything just kind of Mandy Patinkin summed up in like two minutes. Mm-hmm. It is. It just. It's a very. It's a very New York comedy. The movie just has this very New York feel to it. There's a lot of energy. There's. It's. It's. It's witty. It's it's just terrific, and I'm so glad that we got these guests here. And there's eye candy in it too, and I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Nick Cage. Nick <laughs> Cage. <laughs> not, not Nick yeah. Cage. Yeah. Uh, no, it is no, not Nick Cage. Not Nick Cage. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Can we edit that out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, staying in. <laughs> Nick Cage. Nicholas Cage. Is the <laughs> That, oh no, man, no, that, Monday that, morning. That is staying in. Luke, Luke Cage. The Luke Cage, the superhero, yeah. isn't it? Whoa, that's a big get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're uh, talking about the the Netflix show, correct? Yes, oh, okay. yes. the The main actor is in is in the film. Um, Mackenzie's gonna look it up. What what his name is, so we don't. Call I'm not him. looking it up. I'm remembering. Uh, his it. name is Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, th- yeah, this is um, Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter, Mike there he is. Mike Coulter. Okay, um, boy, <laughs> where where were we here? Uh, oh yeah, and the the the, the Hannah Pearl Ut uh, and Jen, they have such a bag- a magnificent chemistry um, that again, it's just going to make this Q and I all the more better. Originally, we only had Hannah lined up to attend, and then. Ariel, our, our co-directors, Ariel Juan and Sarah Escalante, they went to the Cleveland Film Festival, and Hannah just happened to be there, and you ran into her at some point. You, uh, you, I, you, you had you had an <laughs> encounter. I had an awkward encounter where I was, <laughs> I was, I saw her. I was getting on an escalator, and she was in front of me, and her and her friend were kind of. They're, they were so nice, but they were like standing like next to each other yeah. across the escalator. And I was late to a screening and kind of mm-hmm. running to get there. And I was like, oh, that's Hannah. I should say hi to her. But I was also late for a screening. Yeah. So then I was I was the person like walking up the escalator. And then I got to them and just stood there because I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> and then she like looked back and she was like, hello. Ooh. And I was like, hi. <laughs> and then, but I, could, I didn't want to start a conversation because I was already late to a screening. I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm going to meet you in a month at yeah. Sanitopia Film um, Festival. So but I also didn't want to ask her to move. I wasn't like up on her. I was just like the step behind them. So and then as soon as I got off the escalator, I ran into my screening. And so she has no idea, no idea who you were, but she's going to see you in a, yeah. in a month. You'd be like, you. But I did not yeah. say any. I was not rude to her. She was no, super yeah. sweet to me, too. She, of course. I mean, like, who, who just says, like, hi and waves and smiles mm-hmm. at random people in escalators? <laughs> she does. Hannah Pearl does. Yeah. Hannah Pearl does. So, Hannah yeah, so the, her, her film was at, this, uh, at the Cleveland Film Festival. And Ariel and Sarah met her and talked to her. And uh, Hannah was like why doesn't jen come and you're like yeah why doesn't jen come <laughs> that's great so this it was a, a a late edition but yeah it's it's gonna be so fantastic you know we're gonna have a party before the screening and everything it's gonna be a great kickoff to a very busy and full cinetopia schedule and then uh, if we could uh, flash forward all the way to the last screening of 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 the festival is a, a documentary called Autonomy. And this is about the autonomous vehicle movement craze that we're, that we're in right now. And part of the film takes place at M-City, which is right, it's on the uh, Ann Arbor campus. And it's basically M-City is this 
it's, I, I've been thinking of it as a Hollywood backlot. They basically made this downtown Ann Arbor, this facade of the downtown to test the autonomous vehicles. I've been thinking of it as safety town from when I was a child. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No difference. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see it. And yeah, the, the film was produced by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, directed by Alex Horowitz, who will be at the that will be at the no sorry directed by Eddie Alterman sorry uh, with uh, I believe Alex Horowitz was a producer on the film Alex Horowitz uh, he directed the Lin Manuel Miranda Hamilton documentary that aired on PBS a few years ago. Uh, Hamilton's America. Hamilton's America, yeah. And that's a really great doc as well. Uh, look that one up. But this is, you know, it, it, and then afterwards we're going to be having a block party uh, at, at M-City. So this was this was kind of your idea, wasn't it, Mackenzie? Or you, no, you, you, I mean, you, you originally, you sparked the idea. I think I said it as a joke. Yeah. I didn't think it would actually be possible. And yeah. they said, oh, it's at this, you know, this fake city block and I was yeah. like oh like a block party yeah. and then Ariel was like what yes yeah but <laughs> I believe I had an all <laughs> an audible reaction <laughs> yeah. yes and then yeah Great so idea. then Ariel and Sarah have done put so much work into reaching out to the um, different community partners to help mm-hmm. put together this party mm-hmm. they've I know they've reached out to a ton of food trucks and local artists that will be setting up um all around the block it's going to be family friendly there'll be things you can jump in at any time you probably no, know more no, about it yeah. than I do um, but we're, they're trying to create like a true block party feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's also just a way for everyone to check out this incredible place in Ann Arbor that you can't get to normally. It's mm-hmm. not open to the public regularly. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a behind the marquee of autonomous driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, looking at, really I, sorry, I was looking at my notes because I did, I really, I did make the mistake. Alex Horwitz is the director. Eddie Alterman is the producer. That, that, and he was uh, of... Uh, Car and Driver magazine. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, that 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 is what uh, my my mistake there. But yes, we're gonna have food trucks and everything. It is gonna be uh, uh, weather pending. I, I, we're all crossing our fingers on yeah. this one here. But it's gonna be a really fun end to again another long, <laughs> long and busy festival. And those parties are open for to everyone who has the festival pass, Correct. which you can get on our website. Mm-hmm. Then you're you can just open invitation to all of our cool mm-hmm. and fun parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, now moving on, uh, flash backwards back to the middle of the festival. Another really interesting screening that we want to highlight is this film called Welcome to Kami High. Uh, and this is about community high school. Shouts out community high school. <laughs> like in Ann Arbor, community yeah. high? Oh, yeah, nice. community high. Did you go to community high? That was my alma mater. Yeah. Really? You I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you guys not know that? I did I not know that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I've. I know you're from Ann Arbor, and I've known yeah. you for like five years, so I should have put two and two together yeah, just by have. knowing you. But yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I, as, that's why I asked about it before we started recording because uh, I, I saw it on the schedule, but I don't remember right. seeing it on our like screener mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this film is actually going to be in uh, in essence a benefit screening because the right. film is still in production. Cool. And uh, so, and uh, basically, w- uh, ad- attending this screening. Uh, is going to raise money for them to finish the film. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is gonna—that's gonna be Sunday, May twelfth, in the main auditorium. So plenty of seats for that one. Now let's talk about uh, we, we we've been we've been kind of playing the hits for, for uh, talking about the hits for a while. As if if you've attended maybe our 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 announce party or maybe you've just 
talked to us, uh, you know, on on the street and asked us what we're most excited for. There, there, it's really easy to to you know talk about before you know an autonomy. But there's a lot. Like I said, this is probably the biggest. This is the biggest festival we've ever had. And you know, there's some smaller films in there, some outliers that we want to make sure that people are that are that people are excited about uh, as well. Uh, one of them in particular that I'm most excited for is this documentary called Mr. Jimmy. This is a documentary about this Japanese guitarist who has taken on the persona of Jimmy Page. And to the extent, you know, he dresses like him. He has all of all of Jimmy's guitars, uh, or at least you know the he the same models. And he has memorized the live performances that Led Zeppelin that that, that they recorded specifically to the point where he had he knows the the differences in the compositions from night two of Madison Square Garden to night three of Madison Square Garden. <laughs> And he has every note down to where he's memorized the mistakes that Jimmy was playing while dur- during <laughs> during a, during the show. He's a deadhead for yeah. Jimmy Page. <laughs> <laughs> and he he forms this band. Uh, he de- he he steers away from calling it a cover band. He is part of a Led Zeppelin revival band. This is not just a Led Zeppelin jukebox cover band where they know they're going to play the hits, where he's memorizing live shows and the theatrics that Led Zeppelin put on. And with, with that becomes like, it, it is a very entertaining documentary just seeing, you know, he's a wild guitarist. But he's, there's also some drama, you know, when he, he's like, he, he finds the rest of the bandmates who don't necessarily want to be in a Led Zeppelin revival band. They want to play Stairway to Heaven as they remember it in their, off the albums. Uh, so, you know, there, there's, uh, it's, it's very entertaining and I'm very excited for this film. The director's coming for that one, Peter Dowd. I almost got Mr. Jimmy. He was in, he was, it was kind of teased to us. And it wasn't teased to us, but it just, it, it didn't work out. He was going to come and play an acoustic set, but he had some uh, previous engagements in Japan. But Mr. Jimmy and his band will be at the DTE Center in uh, Detroit this summer. I don't know, I don't remember the date off the top of my head, but if you like the movie, you will have a chance to see Mr. Jimmy in town coming up this summer. What do you got, Mackenzie? Um, uh, there were two films that I really love about um, teenage girl adolescents that are incredibly yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were two films that I saw at Sundance and immediately wanted to book. Uh, one of them is The Sharks, which is an Argentinian film um, set in modern times about this teenage girl's first infatuation uh, with a boy who works for her father. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's incredibly messy and kind of dark <laughs> in a way that I think a lot of um, – teen and sexual in a way but not mm-hmm. in a way that like a lot of stories about teenage girl adolescence is not allowed to be um i'm not saying it's super bad or you know what I mean? people yeah. always compare it. it's not that it's but it's, it's not just, raunchy it's, it's not raunchy no, no. at all it's just kind of twisted in like yeah. a very realistic way that i really responded well to and it has mm-hmm. this awesome like 80s synth score that a lot of yeah. people are doing these days but they do it really well <laughs> mm-hmm. um so that's the sharks and then there's this other film called To the Stars, um, which is one of my favorite things I saw at Sundance, uh, which is set in 1960s God-fearing Oklahoma. Um, It's a film shot entirely in black and white about uh, the friendship that forms between these two girls. 
one of whom, um, I can't think of the actress's name. It's the little girl from Moonrise Kingdom. It's Cara Hayward. Cara Whoa. Hayward. Yeah, nice. I, looked, I looked it up after I saw it because I thought, I have seen this girl somewhere yeah. before. Yeah. And then, oh my God, it's the girl from Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> who I don't know what she's been in in the past, like, and she's what, so good. six years, seven yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's great. she's uh, this quiet... Uh, this quiet girl who keep, mainly keeps to herself, kind of bookish, um, in the small town of Oklahoma. And she befriends this newcomer to town who is this wild child from the city, if you will. Um, and the two of them form this friendship uh, that I found incredibly moving. It also stars Tony Hale from Veep and Arrested Development yeah. playing entirely against character. Mm-hmm. He is a stern 1960s conservative yeah, father yeah, father waiting on the porch for his daughter to come home <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's, laughs> and i kept waiting for like the the moment that it would that facade would drop and he'd become the tony hale that you see everywhere else and i loved it because <laughs> yeah. it never happened yeah. Yeah. Um, which i found really <laughs> exciting um and i just i love the film and we're bringing the director martha stevens um she'll be here in ann arbor the first weekend on sunday and monday for q a's at the state mm-hmm. so i'm really excited about that yeah Nadim, what do you got? Uh, I thought of two films that are pretty different, but I really enjoyed watching them in the selection process. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is called Phonotune, an electric fairy tale. <laughs> and it is a, uh, I believe it's a German production, mm-hmm. but it uses all Japanese actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, I mean, an electric fairy tale is maybe <laughs> the best way to describe it. It's a very stylish uh, it's like a road movie? Yeah, like like if Alejandro Jodorowsky made like a movie in late 2000s Japan for some <laughs> reason. Wow. Uh, it's like... As someone who hasn't seen the movie, no, I'm, no, I'm excited. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to describe. It's very musical. The yeah. style is super on point. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a future cult movie waiting to happen, and I'm yeah. really glad. It looks like we've got two screenings of it, mm-hmm. uh, one at the Imagine and one at the State. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you're if you're a fan of that kind of like weird late night kind of movie, definitely go see that one. Yeah. The other one Hell I yeah. wanted to to highlight is uh, maybe it's Polar Opposite. It's a documentary called Well Groomed. Yeah. And <laughs> it's about competitive dog grooming and styling. <laughs> and it follows uh, a few different uh, there are a, a few different women who go around the country competing in these dog grooming and styling competitions, mm-hmm. and it really follows not just the competitions, but why they're doing this, why they've chosen to dedicate their life to uh, dog art, mm-hmm. which is really amazing if you if you like dogs in any capacity and uh, admire them for their beauty. I think <laughs> this documentary will really have something for you. Yeah, it's like uh, a documentary of like a real documentary of Best in Show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. It's it's like uh Christopher Guest comes to life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Best in Show is of uh, course that's a very ridiculous, but... a very different sort of film, but it's like yeah. it's the same kind of people. Yeah. The same kind of people. Mm-hmm. But instead of instead of parodying them, it's really empathizing with them. Oh, absolutely. In a beautiful way. Absolutely. And uh Two more that I that I wanted to mention at least. Uh, there's one called After So Many Days, and it's about this folk duo called Jim and Sam, and they've played uh, they've played at the Ark a few times. I believe the last time there, I looked up their their touring schedule. Uh, they were at the Ark last uh, January, but a few years ago they embarked on this on this tour where they were playing. One show every every day for for an entire year, 
and they documented this all as they're on the road. You know, they, they go all through Europe and through the USA. And it's just it's it's so sweet. Uh, the the this and I should add that they're doing this right after they got married. So this is essentially their their year long honeymoon that they're on, where they're they're they they play uh, they're playing all these shows across the world. And it's such a it's a very nice it's a sweet documentary. The music is really great. They are very talented musicians. Um, and then another one, I say all, all, all my films have, are very uh, musically inspired, but another one is called Wild Rose. And this is a story of a Scottish singer who gets out of jail and she wants to follow her dream of being a Nashville country singer. And this another another one that's just it, it's a very it's a very moving happy story. That, again, the music is great. There's a really there's a great storyline of her with her young child, who, you know, she she's she's at this point in her life where she can either settle down and and you know raise her her family or she can. Uh, move to Nashville and and live her dream. It's just this this very and not that there's any wrong anything wrong with with both of both of these choices. And that's kind of what the the movie touches on is how do you how do you make that kind of sacrifice on both? No matter what no matter what decision you make, you're making a sacrifice. That movie played and at TIFF, right? I believe so. I feel yeah. like I've been hearing people talk about it for like mm-hmm. the last however many since last September about how. Mm-hmm infectious and great that film was. I'm yeah. really, that's one I haven't seen, Wild Rose. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to check it at the festival, mm-hmm. especially because I think it stars, um, I can't think of her name, from uh, Beast, which is a movie we played at the state yeah. last year. Um, mm-hmm. She's a great face. Yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast, <laughs> so I can't show you her face right now. But I'm, I'm really excited to check out Wild mm-hmm. Rose too. Yeah, I, 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 the point, I guess, uh, what I was trying to describe is the same one I made about Before You Know It. it it's a coming of age story for this, you know, 20-something year old singer. So like a coming of age doesn't necessarily have to be dedicated to a teenage story. We're always coming of age. We're always trying to find this, this, how to make this next move in our lives. And I think this one really shows that beautifully. That is, that's a beautiful yeah. sentiment. Yeah. That's very reassuring to hear. <laughs> I think, and I want to, Nadim touched on um, a one of our genre late night films. Um, that I think this audience, our podcast listening audience, is very um, attuned to and a big fan of. So I would be uh, um, remiss to not mention In Fabric, which is a film that we're playing that, it's a British film, but it's an homage to like 1970s Italian horror. Um, And it's about a department store run by evil witches (laughs) who curse this beautiful red dress that the dress kills whoever wears it. Yeah. Um, It's just a dark comedy um, horror it, movie yeah. that's so fun. I saw it with a sold out crowd in Toronto and it mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. it was one of the highlights of that festival for mm-hmm. me and such a fun experience to see with a crowd. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy that we're able to play it at the festival where someone is able to experience. Because horror movies I think are maybe the genre that's most hurt by streaming mm-hmm. in the sense that it's so you have such a different experience watching mm-hmm. a movie like that actually with a late night crowd mm-hmm. so in fabric is definitely something that i think this podcast audience would love to yeah. check out too 
And uh, the 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 cast is terrific for that. It starts uh, uh, well. It's kind of like as you kind of touch. It's kind of like an anthology movie where the dress kind of moves through different people. So, but Gwendolyn Christie is in the film. You know, of Game of Thrones that 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 everyone is so excited about right Brienne now. Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. And the, the director, Peter Strickland, who made The Duke of Burgundy a couple of years ago. It is a very fascinating, wacky, dark movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited for people. That, that's from A24. Uh, and, you know, they, they're always cranking out the hits. So that that alone should should explain the movie to you. I think a lot of our audience, I I, I respect our audience enough that a lot of them hear oh, it's from A24 and they're like, yeah. oh, cool. I mean. mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, this, we just barely scratched the surface of our Cinetopia schedule. Again, uh, the website, cinetopiafestival.org. You can add a slash schedule to the end of that and you'll find everything that we're talking about now. Uh, and uh, this is not going to be the last time you hear about Cinetopia from us either. Because there is a lot, uh, a lot to uh, a lot to talk about in this in uh, in, in the coming month. So before we wrap things up, we're going to get to uh, do how we end every episode of Behind the Marquee, talking about our movie magic moments of the week. And for those of you who may be just listening to this for the first time, this is where we're able to recommend something that you can uh, you can see right now, something that you can check out based on our recommendation. We like to say that we've re- we've recently seen something that reminded us why we love movies. So who wants to kick this one off? I can go. Okay. Um, so um, I am very excited because this the past <clears throat> couple weeks, um, my. Uh, partner who is reading Harry Potter for the first time. What? Yeah, he's a <laughs> what? grown ass man. He's been on the show. Freddie, shout looks out. like Harry Potter. Shout out to Freddie. Um, he's been a member or a uh, voice on the show mm-hmm. before. Anyways, he's reading Harry Potter for the first time. Actually, it's um, yeah, so he's on Goblet of Fire right now. And then I noticed <laughs> last week that um, on Tuesday at the State Theater, we are playing Prisoner of Azkaban yeah. as part of, our, uh, as part of uh, Nick's Alfonso Cuaron series that's mm-hmm. happening at the State all month. Has he seen the films? Not really. He, he wow. says he kind of remembers seeing Damn. them as like, you know, eight-year-old or whatever. Yeah. But um, so we watched... Uh, uh, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets <laughs> yesterday because it was a cold, rainy, like third degree yeah. day. So that was pretty delightful um, watching like five, over five hours because um, I have the extended editions of they tried to do like the Lord they of the Rings. Extended editions? Yeah, they did. Ex- um, they did the Lord of the Rings box set um, for, for the all the Potter, Potter movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember for like years for Christmas, that's my mom would get me like one or two of them every year. Anyway, so we watched both of those um, and it actually reminded me. Uh, that we are playing, not to bring it back to Cinetopia, but we're playing a movie called Bite Me, which is a romantic comedy about vampires. Check it out, cinetopiafestival.org. <laughs> um, and the male lead is played by the same actor who plays teenage Tom Marvolo Riddle at the end of Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of fun seeing him again uh, in that movie. But I just, I don't know. It's, I mean, I always embarrass myself when I watch those movies because I can't listen to the song Leaving Hogwarts that's, that plays at the end of every yeah. of the Christopher Columbus films. Mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, I, I I weep when I hear that song. I mean, like shoulder shaking mm-hmm. like, <laughs> when that song plays. Doesn't matter. It's, yeah. I'm not giving him. Not really. I'm like. <laughs> so that was kind of you know whatever. But I mean, Freddie's used to it at this point. So it's all good. <laughs> those those books and movies are 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 terrific for many ways, but in in many ways, but also the she basically 
Harry aged with many of the the readers. Yeah. Same same with the the films, and they they just drastic uh, they just gradually got darker. You know, as the audience got older as well, because. Uh, you know, definitely Hollows Part One and Two. That's some really dark stuff yeah. in that. There's a there's a lot of action in those books. And then same with the movies. You know, they start out and there's like very young magical kids, and it's just it, they're so nice to watch. Yeah, I always say I, I feel like Chris Chris Columbus is like the perfect movie to yeah. direct the first two Potter movies. Like mm-hmm. no one else could have made those movies as magical mm-hmm. and as like friendly to children, um, which I think you need in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I love this. I, I love both those movies. All right. That's that's terrific. Welcome to Pottercast. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Uh, Let's my... rant about J.K. Rowling <laughs> circa 2019 because I could. Oh, boy. <laughs> off, off air. <laughs> uh, my movie magic moment of the week uh, is a movie that we actually just stopped playing at the State Theater. Uh, it's called The Beach Bum. It's the oh, new yeah. Harmony Corinne movie. Uh, and I went into it thinking it would be another Spring Breakers. And... Mm-hmm. Watching it, I just had the most fun I've had in a movie theater in ages. Uh, Mackenzie. I loved that movie so much. Agreed. I had a dumb grin on my face for the whole two hours It's it's a movie that keeps a dumb grin on your face for the entire time. It's so good at not letting up the mood of positivity Mm -hmm. and fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even even in its dark moments, uh, it's... (laughs) I think it really comes down to Matthew McConaughey's performance oh, yeah. and how empathetic he is as like a total weirdo, fun-loving, hedonistic uh, poet, which is yeah. super odd. With a name like Moondog, though, how can you go wrong? <laughs> I think my favorite name in the movie, though, was uh, Snoop. Snoop Dogg plays a character called Lingerie that goes by Ray, <laughs> yeah. which apparently I saw an interview with Matthew McConaughey. He said Snoop called him at like four in the morning and was like, my character has to be called Lingerie. And they were like, OK, oh, yeah. cool. Great. Thanks, Snoop. When I when I saw it, you were you were working at the state yeah, yeah. and I had and I was sitting there. I, I had a, I got myself a drink uh, and then uh, but as it was like 10 minutes and I was just finishing it, and Nadim just like, "You should get another one of those <laughs> yeah. before you see it." <laughs> All right, I was right. Let's do it. No, I really, I think we, yeah, I really enjoyed that film as well. Uh, mine, so my movie magic moment. I was at the Freep Film Festival uh, last weekend, saw six movies, all of them were terrific, but one that stood out uh, was actually one that I missed at Sundance. I don't, did you, the Amazing Jonathan documentary? I didn't see it. No, you didn't see it. It was just called the Untitled Amazing Jonathan documentary. And it's one of those docs, you know, it's, you want, I don't want to describe it too much because this is one of those movies that you should know as little as possible going into it because there's a lot of twists and turns. Is that Um, why they didn't give it a title? (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I think that that there's a lot of reasons why it doesn't have a real title. Hmm. Uh, Again, you just have, you just have to watch it before we have that conversation. But if if you don't know, the amazing Jonathan was this comedian and magician. He was born in Detroit. Uh, which is you know, all the films at the Freep Film Festival have some kind of Michigan or Detroit connection, which is why this one was there. And he hit it big, you know, in Las Vegas, in the Las Vegas scene, as mich- as magicians do. He's kind of a, a you know, the same in the same vein of Penn and Teller, uh, of these very theatrical, funny com- uh, magicians. But the story of the documentary begins with the fact that Amazing Jonathan was given a year to live about four years ago, and the movie kind of. The, the 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 director comes to him after you know he's been at it for he's been ha- he he has a heart condition and he's had it for about three years at the time of them filming the documentary and he kind of he needs to go he needs he's been sitting 
in his in his mansion this whole time, kind of waiting to die and not dying. And then so he's like, I just need to be on stage again. Like, I just can't sit here like this. Uh, and so I, based on that description, you, you walk into it, you think it's going to be this uplifting story of life and death. And it is, but there's this, this very, there's, a, there's this darkness in the story as well. And there's, you know, there's this pessimistic side that as you're watching it, uh, that, that, that you feel for this, for this man and you walk away, you really walk away with this very mixed feeling of Jonathan as a person. Uh, again, I'm, I'm I'm really struggling to kind of like tiptoe along along the lines here. And I was lucky mm-hmm. enough to be at a screening where Jonathan was there. Jonathan and his girlfriend were there, and that is a guy who knows how to create a soundbite. He is such an entertainer through and through. Uh, uh, he is his personality is very acerbic. I asked him a question about uh, like about what living in Detroit and being a Michigander, how that uh, what this quality of him, how is that attributed to his personality? He ended up giving a story about how he gave Kevin Costner his first line of Coke. That's awesome. That's great. So, didn't really answer my question, but he, but he told a he told a great story. He answered so, a better question. Yeah. So again, that's who amazing Jonathan was. He's a, he's a performer. He's a prankster, and he just doesn't waste a single day of his life. And uh, yeah, so yes, the documentary is ultimately inspiring. Uh, but you know, there are layers upon layers of this doc. It's going to be on Hulu, I think. In uh, early summer, Jonathan said. So check it out, the untitled Amazing Jonathan documentary. Uh, so that so that about wraps up Behind the Marquee. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the Ann Arbor District Library for letting us come in and record again. Thank you to Matt, who, to Matt, who is in the booth. Uh, thank you both for being here again. Send us your tweets, the, the Michigan Theater account, at Michigan Theater, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know your movie magic moments. If you want to email us, uh, email us at btmpod at gmail.com. I will be checking that out. Thank you for listening. Uh, We're going to be back in your feed in a couple weeks. Look out for it. Thank you for joining us behind the marquee. See ya. Bye.